Welcome to the Casper Wellness Podcast. Get armed with the latest in health, science, and technology to discover a new approach to wellness. Our mission is to enable knowledge so that people can reach their full potential and discover what optimum health means to them. I'm Maria Yuganovsky, entrepreneur, health enthusiast, and the founder of Casper Wellness. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with you because um, we're going to kind of look at the gastrointestinal tract, otherwise known as the GI. Um, and although we know a little bit about it, um, we don't know enough about it, I don't feel. So mm-hmm. um, can you can we start with you telling us what the GI tract is um, and explain how it functions? Like, sure. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, a way I like to think of it is it's it's a, a system, an organ system that starts at the mouth and it ends at the anus. So it's a continual, like, um, hollow kind of system that food moves through from the beginning all the way to the end where we excrete it as waste. So it's, it's, it's one sort of hollow sort of system that has a lot of organs that um, are connected to it. So I, I like to think of it that way. So you, so you actually are visualising, um, you know, food going in your mouth and through the system and out the other end. Um, so, it, you know, it starts with like your mouth um, and the oral cavity. So there's like, that's where like mechanical breakdown of food actually begins. Um, and then you swallow food using different... Um, so it goes down your throat. Yep, goes down your throat. So I, when you say, yep. you know, this hollow, I just imagine almost like a pipe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's through. a great way to kind of think about it. Obviously in there, there's lots of twists and turns. Yeah. But it is just this continuous kind of pipe in a way that food and nutrients are getting absorbed through the the walls of, of this, um, you know, pipe, I suppose, into your bloodstream and into your body. Um, so it passes yeah through the mouth. It um, it goes through the esophagus, through the throat, which most people would, would know of it would would know what it would be called the throat, but it's esophagus into the stomach, then into the small intestines. So that's where most of um, your digestion and absorption actually happens of the nutrients. Um, then the stuff that hasn't been digested or absorbed actually goes into your large um, intestines. So that's things like um, fibre, because it's not actually really food for us, I suppose. It's more food for your um, gut bacteria, which, which live in your large intestine. Um, fermentation happens in there. Um, some um, synthesis of some B vitamins and vitamin K. Um, and there's other beneficial roles in there about the microbiome, which I think we'll get to in another podcast all about gut health. <laughs> um, and then it ends with um, the rectum. So... Um, that's where what it goes in must come out. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so you know, it's it's all kind of um, you know, there's like a mucosal layer to the whole GI system, and although the basic structure is kind of the same along the entire tract, um, the structure of each region of the tract um, differs depending on the function. So. Um, one of the most common ones that we sort of talk about is the small intestine. So that's made up of tiny little um, folds, if you like. So they're actually called villi, but it's kind of like finger-like folds. Mm-hmm. And then within those finger-like folds, there's 
there's even more um, microvilli on those folds. So that is just increasing the um, surface area of your small intestine, which is allowing for absorption to, to okay. through into the body. So that, that's why, um, you know, the um, some of those like mucosal linings can change depending on the function of, okay. of the gut. Um, so I hope that makes it a little bit kind it of does. clearer. It yeah. does. It so does. every every sort of area is has a different role. Has a different role and has a yeah. different way of digesting the food. I'd imagine too. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, so from so uh, so just to recap, so you start from chewing your food in your mouth. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's its first point of that's entry. That's its first mechanical sort of digestion, I suppose. It's starting to break up the food using your teeth and the salivary glands and that's sort of starting to break down that food initially and just to, and then it moves through and just to yep. ask you with the saliva because that i know that also has a specific function um, yeah. as part of the digestion i mean i don't know how true this is <laughs> no there are enzymes um, but, yeah. in your saliva so um actually carbohydrates start to, to break down first in your mouth um i mean they all sort of have different areas of, of where they break down but um there is a an, an enzyme that is in your salivary glands that starts to break down the carbohydrates first in the mouth. And that's why it's important to chew your food. Yes, very <laughs> important. Yes. Don't gulp. Don't gulp and you I'm, don't want to get a gil- air I'm a guilty either. gulper. <laughs> I'm a guilty gul- gulper because I'm always eating on the run but and I always, yeah, I will yes. talk about the, what happens <laughs> during the process of why you don't chew your food. But when we hear these um, the, the people say it's really important to chew your food at least 20 times before you swallow, that's essentially helps. Exactly. It's just, I don't know about the, the, the 20, that's a, a bit of an arbitrary figure, I suppose. Okay. Okay. But, but, but definitely, um, chewing is, is the start of the digestion process. So you need to start breaking down the foods in the mouth before it moves through to the stomach. And there's more enzymes that get released there. So you've got your gastric juices and your hydrochloric acid, which will start to break things down further in the stomach um, to get it into a nice um, pulp, should we say, before it gets into that small intestine, where, as I said, you've got that huge surface area where all those nutrients can be absorbed into the bloodstream a lot easier than if you think about the food you're putting into your mouth. That they're huge particles, so there's no way that can get through this these permeable um, layers of skin to get through to your bloodstream. So, chewing's really important. Then it hits your stomach where you've got acids in there to break things down before it gets into the small intestine. And that all happens via the GT tract. Yep, the, the, the gastrointestinal tract, yeah. GI, <laughs> GI, GI tract. Yeah, GI tract. It's a long word. It's a long yep. word. Gastrointestinal. So that's right. Yeah, it's just a huge multi-organ system. Um, and obviously it's, it's, you know, main goal is digestion and we do a few things along the way to help it out. Yeah. Okay. That's that, that kind of paints <laughs> a very clear picture to okay, me. Okay. I hope so. I'm going to think <laughs> three times before I swallow and have I chewed this enough? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to explain without showing a picture. It's like, yeah, it's good to have lots yeah. of pictures up. But Well, we're going to provide pictures during this podcast so people can have a look as well at actually the anatomy of it. Yeah, um, So great. people can understand what we're actually talking about because it is a very visual thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, so another question I want to ask is, is it true that um, you should eat foods in a particular order? Like, you know, growing up as a kid, your mum always says, you know, eat, eat your veggies <laughs> um, and, and then you'll have dessert. Yep. And I guess... <laughs> I'm asking, how does th- how we uh, the f- the form of food we consume and the order of food that we consume is does that help our digestion or does it kind of 
temporarily stop our digestion because a lot, a lot yeah. of people also say uh, you shouldn't eat you should eat fruit first like then have yeah. your dinner wait a couple Look, of hours I've, then have your dinner I've heard a lot of different um, theories about this um, some people have even said things about eating your greens before your potato even specific orders of vegetables like, like things like that there doesn't seem to be um, a great body of evidence proving anything like that actually aids your digestion specifically. But some things that come to mind when I do think about this would be um, like when you're um, consuming um, calcium, if you're consuming that with caffeine, those nutrients actually fight for uptake in the cell. So oh. after they get absorbed through, like we were saying, through the, um, the small intestines, they get absorbed into the bloodstream where they get taken into cells to do their important roles. Um, but if you are consuming calcium and caffeine together, then they actually fight for the uptake into the cell. So most people probably these days, or as you get older, probably are reducing their calcium intake and probably only getting calcium through the milks they're having with their coffee. So if you think about it from that perspective. And then it's still fighting, the yeah. calcium's fighting to get into your blood cell. Exactly, which is different for everybody. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. don't, it's, it's hard to tell what your sort of bioavailability is, which is your, um, your ability to actually um, absorb those nutrients and minerals. So everyone's slight is slightly different, but we do know that they're two minerals that do fight for for uptake. So that can that you know you can have. I might have to think about the way you consume your calcium if you're only getting it in in, in um, coffee. caffeinated coffee. So, so maybe decaf, maybe decaf <laughs> coffee would be a good idea. And there's also things like um, iron, which is a huge deficiency for for women. Um, so something that can help with your absorption of iron is um, having iron with um, vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So um, I think a lot of people might possibly know about that. So mm. they might be taking vitamin C tablets or something, but it's actually important to sort of have them both together. So it could be as simple as having a salad, which is spinach, which is iron rich, having that with some sort of acetic acid um, vinegar sort of dressing on it. Or Something simple like that, lemon juice, yeah. perfect example. So, I mean, a lot of people are already doing that kind of thing and it's kind of just become natural in, yeah, 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 yeah. in, in our diet, but that is really helpful to help extract the iron from those um, iron-rich foods. Um, some some um, some of the health uh, some of the uh, the health supplements we get with iron now have got I've noticed have got vitamin C plus iron. Yes, I think because yep. that know, is to aid is with that digestion and absorption yeah. of iron to get it into the cells where it needs to be. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that's probably you know some of the things that that, that I would sort of focus on more then what order you're eating your food. I mean, if you've got a big meal in front of you and you can't eat it all, you know, I'm all, I'm very pro vegetables and fruit. I would always sort of eat them, eat them first, but then, you know, your proteins are really important as well. Yeah. Um, and having some whole grains and, and um, cereals are super important for gut health. So, so it doesn't really matter. Like if you want yeah. your ice cream before your dinner, you can have it. <laughs> That's basically what I'm asking. As long as you don't fill up on the ice cream. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm absorbing my calcium. True, true. <laughs> Way you're getting it. You got me there. <laughs> um, now another another 
one that I'm kind of almost <coughs> can't wait to ask you because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this um, the other day and um, is something that we've kind of we've heard this term thrown around in media in different you know health magazines and what have you in um, is this leaky gut syndrome mm-hmm. um, and all the I guess it's, it's they're kind of blaming it or uh, as one of the biggest culprits behind a lot of different um, health issues um, and when I hear the word leaky gut I automatically assume this pipe that we've been talking <laughs> about um, that ter- it's kind of goes right through us yep. um, has got bits of holes in it sort of like when you're a kid <laughs> in summer and you used to put holes in the in the hose and you yep. fift- and then you know and it was like an instant sprinkler like that's, that's actually a really child. that's a really good visual I love that uh, 80s child here and, and, and all the water comes squirting out so I imagine this is happening in the gut and it's causing all these Major, major health issues now yep. is that does that exist mm-hmm. and how does it affect us and mm. our digestion okay got got a good question here um, this one's quite tricky mm-hmm. there uh, um, a lot of medical professionals will say it doesn't exist mm. um, my opinion um, from from my research is that there just needs to be more research. Mm. It's, it's more of a watch this space kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's the it's the cause of um, all these issues that, that people are claiming, but it, it is important to remember that it's a leaky gut syndrome. So it's kind of more like a collection of um, issues that you may have that people could sort of put under this umbrella. So similar to sort of like an IBS kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it is a watch this space. Um, there needs definitely needs to be more research in it. What they do mean by leaky gut, I, I love your visual. I think that's fairly fairly a good visual by what by what people mean, like what the hypothesis is. So as, as, as someone that's not <laughs> in the health industry, that's what comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm going to use that when people ask me. Um, so what it actually means is there's permeability um, of the um, intest- like intestinal permeability. So in that small intestine, like I was saying, where all that absorption and digestion happens. Um, the thought is that there is the, the gaps in those walls are, are getting bigger and allowing bacteria and microbes to creep out and get to places they shouldn't be. That's the hypothesis. Um, I think if you are experiencing um, you know, some, some symptoms of, of it, there are so many other factors that it could be mm. and so many easier things to, um, to sort of modify first before you go down that path mm. and, and blame everything on, on leaky gut and feel like it's it's you know that it's hopeless and and you can't fix it um Mm. so i think you know some really important things to sort of help improve would be your gut health which Mm. i know we're going to do another podcast Mm. on that but that is a a great way that you could um improve some of those symptoms also stress management um so you know stress causes so many things and there's so much we don't know about it Mm. as well so, you know, things like meditation, hypnotherapy um, and exercise also, as well as a balanced diet, also combat stress. And this can cause some of these leaky gut sort of um, um, symptoms. Um, and then there's also, you could do a simple like mineral and vitamin check. So mm-hmm. go, go get a blood test from your GP. And some of the really common ones are zinc and vitamin D. They're really common deficiencies and they are really important for... Um, for skin integrity and we must remember that the line this lining as we said it's a pipe 
that is skin on the mm. ends. It just happens to be inside our body cavity, but that is still skin, mm. and it just has it has a different skin cells than on the outside of our of our body. Um, but it's it is still soft. Yep, yeah. exactly. There's there's um, mucus linings, and there's there's it's, it's permeable, so things can get absorbed a mm. lot easier. So um, you know we have to remember that. Um, we need to have good skin health as well. So even just a simple vitamin and mineral check. Um, and you could have other malabsorption issues. So it could be like a fructose malabsorption or an allergy or an intolerance to something. Um, so you could you could go in and figure out more about your allergies and intolerances. And I think those things would be a lot easier first. But most importantly, it would just be great to yeah, go see a GP or a, a accredited dietitian and actually go through some of your, your symptoms with them because it's so multifactorial. Like there's could be numerous things. So if people are, are worried about their GI tract or are not sure if it's functioning the way it should be um, or just want to get some more advice on looking after themselves, especially as we age, um, by all means, go and get your vitamins and minerals checked by your GP mm-hmm. or by a um, certified... Yeah, registered dietitians can help you through your digestive journey, which can be quite (laughs) difficult. Digestive journey, I like that. Yeah, it can be pretty difficult for a lot of people. So I definitely recommend, yeah, registered dietitian um, and GPs can get those um, blood tests for you and you can look at some vitamin and mineral deficiencies if they exist and and fix those. Um, and And as well as, of course, always comes down to exercise, stress management, all of that. They're the three key factors, (laughs) I think, in everything. Um, Exercise, stress management, and um, a a good, well-balanced diet. Yes, definitely. Love it. Thank you so much for being our (laughs) guest today. I can't wait to talk to you about um, some more topics on um, digestion and diet. Looking forward to it. So um, we'll see you soon. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Casper Wellness Podcast. Subscribe at www.casperandcasper.com.au for the latest information in an integrated approach to health.